never know what you are going to find under a rotting log in the woods. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. This year's late spring and summer have so far been a period of extremes in my neck of the woods. Coming up on summer, I recall a period of profound drought and heat, but then it seemed that as soon as summer reared its head, we were locked into more fog, rain, mist, and humidity than I recall in many years. Once we did our share of summer swelter last month, it was accompanied by continued bands of rain and fog to keep everything oh so moist and sticky. While weather like this can certainly put a damper on comfort when working outside, the plants and fungi that rely on that moisture for their survival and reproduction during our short northern summer all seem to be flourishing. I hear our local farmers reporting some of the best haying years in recent memory thanks to the rounds of heat, sun, and precipitation, and in our forests and fields I've been noticing some of the most prolific mushroom flushes in quite some time. While mushrooms are the pinnacle of some fungal life cycles, it is the mycelium, often hidden out of sight, that makes up the mass of the organism and allows it to spread across the landscape. Fungi are a commonly misunderstood grouping of organisms. More closely related to us than plants, fungi take in oxygen, emit carbon dioxide, and acquire their nutrients by consuming either dead organisms or the products of living ones. What makes fungi rather different from us is that their cell walls are made up of a protein called chitin, that same stuff that makes up lobster shells, and their cells are a bit more adaptable in that they do differentiate themselves from one another to serve different functions as ours do, but they can at some level change and adapt as needed to serve those purposes. These differences from just about all other life on the planet earn them the distinction of being in their very own taxonomic kingdom. Fungi are just about everywhere, though we often miss them. They are in the water, floating around in the air, in every scoop of soil and every surface we can touch. We walk on a hidden menagerie of fungal life every time we walk to our cars or take a hike. In the soils that surround roots, upwards of a third of the mass of the soil is fungal mycelium, which is the main body of a fungal network, a network that closely resembles the structure of our own neural system. These networks can be so large that they account for the largest identified single organism on the planet, the mycelium network of a single honey fungus that spreads across over 2,000 acres of forest. What is more, these networks can allow trees to communicate and share resources with one another. With this summer being so very good for fungi, now is a fantastic time to go looking for some. Sure, there are mushrooms just about everywhere you look, but turning over any downed log or lumber that's been dead stacked outside for the summer can reveal a tapestry of yellow or white fungal mycelium. At the end of last month, I did just this. I was moving some lumber around the site of a house I'm helping build, and a few layers down found the spruce had stayed a bit moist from the turbulent weather. While not degraded or rotten, it still carried a faint earthy aroma of fresh mushrooms. When I flipped over the board, I was surprised to see a perfectly intact, pure white web of mycelium enjoying the moisture and no doubt beginning to digest the wood to break it down to soil. So this weekend, you could go looking for your own webs of mycelium. Checking under moss or in or under decaying wood is a good place to start your search. When you do find it, it can look cobwebby or filamentous, white or yellowish, sometimes even rusty or brown. What you are actually seeing is a collection of individual cells which have divided and grown somewhat independently from one another in search of resources like food and water, which have grown to create threads called hyphae. 
These hyphae end up twining together to form visible strands called mycelium. Once this mycelium matures, and depending on the species, it might grow to create a mushroom, which will then put out spores to take to wind and water to create a new individual of the same species, much like a seed. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phenology. (laughs) 